0: Bradalone's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 264, November 11th, 2019, Veterans Day. It was 64 degrees on this day in 2005 and one below on this day in 1986.
1: And now, from the mayor's office,
0: above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. It's hard to believe, Mr. Souchere. it was 51 years ago last month that I was discharged from the Army. It was 52 years ago last July that I returned home from Vietnam. My God, time zooms by so fast. I look at videos of Vietnam combat and we young guys look like World War II soldiers. Today they look like high school kids. Amazing what time does to our memories, isn't it? Santa Bill Jim. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Well, it's paying off for him because it's about 85 where he is. Nice work. <laughs> you know what I heard?
2: We could tie the coldest high temperature today. I have that. Oh, sorry.
0: Uh, the record. Cold high temperature for this date is 18 degrees yep. set in 1986. Isn't it interesting to note that the record low is on this date, one below in the same year, 1986. Oh. But the record cold high temperature for November 11 is uh, 18 degrees set in 1986. What do we have going for us right now? Do we know? I could look. Would you? Sure. It's about 14 when I pulled in. Not important. It's a podcast, so nobody's going to be too worried about
3: That's true. They could be listening in March. i got 15. Oh, it's uh, i got 19 on well, the We're not going
0: to get the record. Let's down. go with the warmer one. And I got a note from uh, Kelly in uh, North Carol- uh, Newport, North Carolina. The Sam's Club in Jacksonville, North Carolina, got one. We must do something. And he sent a picture of a bird that uh, <laughs> took, took it on the noggin at the Sam's oh, Club. Yeah, Took it on the noggin right there at the what Sam's the Club.
2: 111 111. 111. 111.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for that kind of money, I want more dead birds. That's right. Yeah.
2: You want your money's
0: worth. I want my money's worth of dead birds. Say, uh, oh, Split Rock Lighthouse lit up last night. I've always intended to go there for that, and I never have gotten around to it. They uh, they light it once a year for to honor the uh, 29 souls lost in the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Nice and touch. It, that had
2: to be a beautiful sight. Oh, oh I can yeah. You imagine. light that baby up.
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm.
2: Well, you have the picture there. What's is that? The moon in the background. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: I don't know if this picture's from last night, but it's a nice picture of the lit yeah. Split Rock Lighthouse. The 44th anniversary of the wreck was honored yesterday.
2: When was the last time you guys were there? I was at Split Rock uh, two years ago. I was
3: there in May. Mm-hmm. I was there two months ago. I had never been there. That Did was you my go first trip. Up yep. The, it is, isn't it inside.
2: amazing how immaculate it still is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It really Very is. Cool. I haven't been there several years, but it's kept as a national treasure. Well, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's amazing to look mm-hmm. at. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: <sighs> These gender reveal parties <laughs> yeah. they have to end. Here's a guy, here's a moron who put 300 gallons of pink water in his plane, then crashed the plane. I saw that. Uh, and nobody died. Well, there were two people on the plane, correct? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, it was in September. Uh, the plane dumped 350 gallons of pink water as part of the fanfare. According to the pilot Raj Horan, the aircraft got too slow before stalling, crashing, and ending up upside down. Horan walked away from the wreck unscathed, but wow. his passengers sustained minor injuries. Officials noted that the airplane was a single-seater and not designed for two people. <laughs> so he was a little heavy, too. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, of course, uh, just last month, you had an Iowa woman who died uh, when the, uh, uh, a homemade pipe bomb that was supposed to reveal the gender exploded and struck her in the head with shrapnel. Uh, I don't understand we've we've tried to analyze this. I'm I'm at a loss to understand
2: uh, the neediness of people. This is 100% I'm, just, I'm at a loss. A product of the Instagram generation. That's what this is that that's where this stems from. Look at us. We're Why safe. they then posted on Instagram? Oh, yeah. I want to get
0: some likes.
4: For the kids you used to have, what was your reveal? When and where was the <laughs> reveal?
0: I don't know. There wasn't one. I mean.
4: A uh, nurse popped her head out and said, it's a boy. Joe, it's a boy. Yeah. It's a girl.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? We didn't find out with either one of our two, cause, and it was 100% her call. Yeah. And we were looked at like, what, what do you mean you're going to wait? You don't want to find out? At No, I don't want to find out ahead of time, which I'm trying to think. That's what you do.
0: I missed another celestial event. Uh-oh. Shoot. Oh. What happened this morning? Mercury was a was a dot against the sun, I guess. <laughs> and uh, it happened. It uh, began at seven thirty-five a.m. Eastern time, which would have been what six thirty-five Eastern, uh, Central time. Mm-hmm. It was a five and a half hour event, and we had a clear day here. I could have seen it, but I missed it. I just found out
3: about it. Well, it just ended then, right? If it was five and a half hours. Yeah,
0: Mercury. Uh, won't have this won't again. Uh, do this for until twenty thirty two. Wait a minute. Uh, Oh, we won't see it again from Earth until 2049. So I I missed it.
3: I thought you might make 32,
0: but I don't know if you can make 2049. No, I'm not going (laughs) to make 49. Dang it.
2: Garage Logic Podcast number
3: 4,362.
0: So Mercury uh, cut a diagonal path left to right across the sun. And uh, dang it. All I would have had to do is look up there and I would have seen it. Shoot. Right.
4: Unlike you, I I don't feel I I missed out on anything. That seems like a pretty. minuscule celestial yeah. event.
0: Uh, do you recall that uh, we were having a bit of laugh, a bit of a laugh that Obama's bought the beautiful estate on sure. Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And of course, he touts the company line that the oceans are going to rise. Uh, uh, Jordy alerts me to the idea that uh, the it, it, banks are using climate change, as an excuse to change, if not end mortgages in some locations. You're kidding me. Really? No. So if you're in a coastal area, you're, you might have a hard time getting a mortgage. Hmm. If you're in a flood-prone area, you might have a hard time getting a mortgage. Wow. I would imagine they'll use this for every possible thing. I'm, I'm sure that it'll be tough to get a mortgage if you're in a fire zone in California. Right. But it's, uh, uh, Jordy notes, Peggy Joseph was right. We don't have to worry about our mortgage. Remember? Oh, remember yeah. Peggy, was said, right. uh, Peggy yeah. said Obama will pay her mortgage and put gas in her tank. And, and uh, that was. That can happen. Oh, I know where it is, Rook.
4: Peggy Joseph took her daughter out
3: of school early Wednesday for this. Her emotions ran high following Obama's speech. It was the most memorable time of my life. I. I... It was a touching moment. Why? Because I never thought this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's
0: going to help me. Wow. We never really analyzed that, did we? Did she really believe that? Gas in her car. For some reason, uh,
2: she was going to get help paying her mortgage and put gas in her car. I, I, I hope it worked out for yeah. Peggy. <laughs> so, what happens when you when you pull up to holiday or quick trip? Now I'm good. good. Obama's Appreciate.
0: in office. Bill List uh, to, to the White House. Barry's got this one. Barry's got this. Barry's got this one. All right. Hey, ski you ma, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That
1: was this fun. Is, this
0: is what? That had to be the most meaningful victory since what?
2: 60, 1961? Well, sure, because it's the first time they've been, I don't know, since... 04. 1904, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is their record tainted
0: I, and I again, I'm not trying to uh, be Roycey here. I, I, I'm thrilled for the Gophers. I thought it was fun, but are they? Are they, uh, why would it be tainted? Uh, because of the early season schedule that no. they play such softies. No,
2: you just beat a legit. Top no, I know 10 that. Team. I'm just wondering if no. there's a
0: carryover of that, and uh, I can't imagine there is. Now that they're ranked
2: number seven in the country. No, I don't think. I don't think it's tainted no. at all. Well, a lot we, of teams play an easy early schedule. Although, when. Uh, ABC put up the graphic of the 1904 schedule. Did you guys catch this? No, no. they played a high school. Really? Yeah. Oh. they beat
3: hundred nine to nothing or something right. like that. It
2: was. Chris Long had such a great line on Twitter. He said, "Darn it, I had the over under at one hundred nine and a half." <laughs> Are they uh, eligible to be in the college? Playoffs? Yes. hmm So far. They I mean they still have three games to go.
0: Now and if you're in the college playoffs, that means one of your playoff games, if not more than one of your playoff games, is a bowl. Yes. Right? Yeah. A significant bowl.
2: They take the four. I forget how what how the rotation breaks out this year, but usually it's one of the, you know, the fiesta, the sugar bowl, the rose bowl in some cases, although I know the rose bowl is not part of the rotation. So four teams year. make the playoffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right now, who are those four? Right now, it would be, be LSU, LSU, Ohio State, Alabama still? Nope. Clemson, because Alabama lost on Saturday. Right. Clemson, and I'm forgetting who's number four. Well, right what now. gets you into that top four? You have to continue to remain undefeated. And they have a long, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to maintain that only because they go to Iowa, they host Wisconsin, and then they would have to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. All of which right now seems entirely plausible to me. Sure, it does. uh, But Ohio State's really good. Well, you got to hand
0: it to this P.J. Fleck. I do. He's
2: got something going, doesn't he? I I think it would be neat, though, if they did get to the Rose Bowl this year. Oh, I do, too. I think that would be spectacular. Haven't been
0: there since 61.
2: And i got news for you. I ain't working that week because I'm going. (laughs) Oh, I think (laughs) it would be fantastic.
4: The 2020 College Football Playoff National Championship (laughs) will be January 13th. And that will be in New Orleans at mm-hmm. Mercedes. Oh, in the Superdome?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, because they they're, that's the Sugar Bowl. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I think they can beat Iowa.
2: Yep, they could. But then the, they have North, Northwestern, who is dreadful.
0: They have four left? No, no. I don't three. think they play Northwestern.
2: Yeah, they, no, they play at Northwestern because they play at Iowa, at Northwestern, then they're home against the Badgers. But you said they had to play Ohio State in the Big Ten championship. Oh, if it gets yeah. that
0: far. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good luck to them. It was really fun.
2: It was, from the moment, you could just tell this, the atmosphere and everything. It was really cool. A what? really cool scene. On that last drive, oh, I know. how Ooh. nervous were you when what, they did three and
4: out or whatever, and then they're going to march. They're going to march, and thank God, this is where we normally blow it. Yeah. That's what's different.
3: That's what every, I bet that went through everybody's head. It went through mine. I thought, yep, they they dominated this game pretty much, and they're going to lose it, and they're going <laughs> to end up blowing it. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. one
2: more football note then:
0: uh, the Vikings answered a lot of questions yesterday. Th-
2: those two yeah. games were almost very similar. They're very fact.
0: they're they're now. You have to consider them the legitimate contender for the division title.
2: Packers are still a game I know, ahead. I know,
0: but they can beat the Because they got help by
2: the
3: refs. Yeah. Oh, God. Right. Shut up.
0: That was a fun game when the snow started pounding. I so, thought well, of it, you right away. Oh, yeah. well, I had that going, yeah. believe me. All right, we're going to be back in just a moment, please. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Souchere Show. Well, Greta's back in the news.
4: Where is she now? It's like a Where's Waldo. I think she's
0: on the East Coast. Okay. Uh, but she's uh, she's made a mark uh, on the West Coast in San Francisco. The uh, city of San Francisco uh, has now uh, having to deal with environmental waste from a mural that somebody painted of activist Greta Thunberg. According to the AP, Argentine artist Andre Iglesias, also known by a pseudonym Cobre, has painted a giant mural of the 16-year-old Nobel Prize Prize. Nobel Peace Prize nominee in Union Square. Iglesias told KPIX he created the mural because he wants people to realize we have to do something for the world. Otherwise, it's going to be the beginning of our extinction. I got news for you, pal. The beginning of your extinction began the day you were born. It's all. It's going to happen to all right. of us, okay? However, the video of the project shows Iglesias is using aeros- aerosol paint cans for the Thunberg mural, which environmentalists say emit... Volatile organic compounds that contribute to global warming. While it is unclear how many spray cans Iglesias has used, the mural spans four stories of at least one smaller project, and at least one smaller project utilized 500 cans of the paint. Uh, This guy had to wear a respirator. (laughs) Uh, To create the mural of the teenage climate activist, the artist used a respirator that is said to protect painters subjected to noxious fumes. Uh, As reported in Scientific American, although most aerosol products sold in the U.S. now use propellants such as compressed gases and hydrocarbons that do not deplete the ozone layer, the use of spray cans like the one being used in Greta's mural remain harmful to the environment. Meanwhile, an article in the World Atlas notes that even the cans themselves contribute to pollution and climate change. I I guess. Uh, Thunberg uh, 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 believes that we're all dying. Uh, Okay. This is another example of if you really believed. <laughs> How much? What level? If you
2: really, really, really believed
0: in this BS, you wouldn't have used the spray cans, five, 600 cans of spray paint to paint a picture of this uh-huh. kid. If you really believed. You can't pick and choose. This has nothing to do with anything except utter <clears throat> nonsense. Just a minute. I'm already getting. Uh, okay. I got a message from a client. Got though. it. Uh, <clears throat>
2: If you really believe, really, this is
0: the level of belief. I guess too. When when at last she f- flies home, I think we're supposed to look the other way. I, I'm predicting her she'll, work is I'm, done. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm predicting she'll fly to Europe. Someone will buy carbon credits on her behalf. He'll
0: plant a tree someplace, right. and this phony <laughs> will think that she's
2: Kenny's magic through. carbon farm. Yeah. <laughs> you know that they are going to justify
4: that somehow, though, when she does indeed is is caught or
0: allowed to fly back. How long has she been here? Been here since... Uh,
4: Missing a lot of school.
0: She's not going to school. Just outright she's, she's going to be homeschooled? Or? Or? No, she just doesn't go to school. Ah. She's on a bigger mission. That's right. Uh, her well, that we've robbed her. I mean, she's
2: been robbed of her childhood.
0: Which is uh, an incredibly foolish thing for her to have said when there are children suffering all over the world. Yep. And have truly had their childhoods taken from them this fool hasn't had her childhood well, taken from her
2: we have brought it up before but the migrant worker that what seven-year-old girl in the yeah. street yeah. with a giant shovel going you hang in there Greta yeah right
0: <laughs> <laughs> or these little kids that wash up on the beach oh. Oh, come on Greta go home shut up go away you're not going to br- you know it's time to start saying that too I, I guess the extension of pushback would be we're not going to stop using petroleum products we're not going to stop driving. We're not going to stop flying. Nope. We're not going to st- stop having air conditioning or heat. We're not going to stop having electricity. You, uh, that, I think that would be the end game for some of these uh, committed, uh, mentally ill people. But that isn't going to happen. Right. So, on the one hand, it, it's, it, it remains problematic to continue pointing out their folly. But on the other hand... I just don't think they can win. I, don't, I just don't think you can bring about the kinds of changes that, that they desire. I don't know how it could be accomplished. That's why the goalposts keep moving. Mm-hmm.
4: But it's impossible, like you say, anything plastic, anything you use in your life that is made out of plastic, yep. you, you can't
0: escape it. All you can do is be conscientious. And take your bags to a plastic bags to the recycling uh, on your <laughs> scooter. bin at the grocery store. Because mm-hmm. they apparently you can make furniture out of it or something. <laughs> so that's all fine with me because ain't no whale, ain't no whale going to die on my watch. So that's all any individual can do is be sensible. Uh, and GLers already do that. They're last droppers, they're conservationists, they're aware. Uh, we just had the study last week that. Uh, the people who don't uh, buy into the climate change, I believe the climate change as it always has. People who don't buy into the movement uh, tend to be uh, far more careful
2: and less uh, less polluting than the people who are the true believers. Well, case in point, the uh, the pipeline protest, remember up in up in one of the Dakotas, John? Mm-hmm. And they left nothing but a wasteland of garbage. Yeah.
0: Well, every time uh, there's climate change uh, protests in Washington, D.C., they leave behind. Mm -hmm. GLers don't do that. Nope. No. We don't throw stuff out the window and... Empty your cigarette. We pick... We're clean people. Mm -hmm. And one more point. One more. (laughs) If you really believed, as I've said this before, why in the hell, Greta and your ilk, why are you in India? Why are you in China? Why aren't you in Southeast Asia? Where you cannot go outside. Where, where people do not have the consciousness uh, that we've had here in America. You come over here and drive around in, in Arnold Schwarzenegger's electric car for two months, hectoring people who already are so advanced compared to the rest of the world, but your time here is wasted. Go to where you're needed if you think that you're that needed. You can't even go outside in India. Right. There it is. It's Chunks a of chunk so- of soot. <laughs> We're going to come back with John Heights' newscast.
1: GLers, please keep dkmags.com in mind as you start thinking about Christmas gifts for the outdoors loving and firearm aficionados in your life. And I'm talking from guns and gunsmithing to holsters, ammo, gun cases, tactical flashlights, you name it. DKMags.com in New Brighton is a great option to cross a few gift items off your list. Uh, for my money, the best gun shop in town. And uh, that's not hyperbole. It's fact, at least as far as I'm concerned. Even if you just need advice or information, no matter what your skill level, the fellows at DK Mags in New Brighton and Monticello Pond & Gun, they will help you out. And I promise you, they'll do it without attitude. As for prices, yeah, they're pretty good. They can match pretty much any price in town. And you heard me mention their other location up in Monticello called Monticello Pawn and Gun. Just another part of the DKMags.com family. Get started on that Christmas list right now. They're located in the heart of Gumption County Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. <laughs> Here's
3: John Haidt. Thank you, Joe. It's Veterans Day. Yes, it is. Uh, Now, Veterans Day, just to make sure everybody understands, for honoring military veterans, that is, persons who have served in the United States Armed Forces. It coincides with other holidays, including Armistice Day and Remembrance Day. My flag is up. Uh, Mine's out. And I'm uh, under fire again for having put the flag
0: on the wrong side of the house. I I have to change it. Yeah.
3: On the wrong side.
0: It's supposed to face your street. Yeah, I I have mine facing west when it should be facing
3: south. It's on the side of the house, that way, instead of here. Mine's in my backyard. Is that bad? Is that a pole? It's a pole. Well, you're fine. It's a a pole on a hill in my backyard. But it's
0: supposed to face your street. Well, whatever. I have to redo it. I've been getting a lot of heat.
3: (laughs) Huh. Well, I didn't know. Now I feel bad. Mine (laughs) faces a, a church parking lot. That's good. Okay, good. Yeah, but
2: yours is a pole. It's not. A, it's a, not mounted sort of on your house. Matter. yeah okay. it's different. All right. Good. Weren't you guys in Boy Scouts? Come on here. I, I wasn't. I was not. Right. You was had in, two kids that were. In I was boy an Scouts. altar boy.
3: Oh, me personally. I like. I went that avenue. Veterans Day <laughs> coincides with Armistice Day and Remembrance Day, which are celebrated in other countries that mark the anniversary of the end of World War One. Major hostilities of World War One were formally ended at the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month of nineteen eighteen. When the armistice with Germany went into effect at the urging of major U.S. veteran organizations, Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day in 1954. Uh, most banks closed today, and there is no meal. You don't get any meal today, so don't look for it. A sports note, the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers football team is ranked in the top 10 for the first time in more than 50 years. The Gophers landed at number 7 in Sunday's AP Top 25 poll. That's the highest Minnesota has ranked since 1962 when it peaked at number five in the polls. Minnesota also ranked seventh in the coaches' poll. Uh, the Gophers' foe on Saturday, Penn State dropped from number five to number nine in the rankings. Uh, rankings. The Gophers are 9 0, oh, one of five remaining undefeated teams, along with number one LSU, number two Ohio State, number three Clemson, number 12 Baylor, number four Alabama, number five Georgia, number six Oregon. Round out the teams ahead of Minnesota in the the polls. The Gophers will learn how high they climb in the college football playoff rankings on Tuesday night. That committee had Minnesota ranked 17th going into its game against Penn State. Next up for the Gophers, number 23 Iowa in Iowa City. You know the big fellow will show me something if he comes in here today to record Monday Night Sports
2: Talk and he's got the giant oar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I told him to bring the whole damn boat. I'm, I'm a gopher man. <laughs> gopher uh, Garbon. Right. Or-
3: uh, news, St. Paul police are investigating a shooting death that occurred near the intersection of Rice and Wyzetta Streets. According to St. Paul police, at about 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon, officers called to the 900 block of Rice Street on reports of shots fired. But well, wait a minute, Joe, I thought Melvin had a safety meeting. Oh, there's going to be another one tomorrow night. Oh, we're having another yeah. one. Oh, yeah. that'll put a stop to yeah. this. Yeah. When police got there, they found a man in a vehicle suffering from an apparent gunshot wound. He was pronounced dead at the scene. It's being investigated. If you have any information, you're asked to call the St. Paul, police department. Did you see
0: the uh, reaction of the Reverend Tim Christopher? Yeah, I did not. He said that
3: these, these uh, can often
0: be the products of uh, a, a decades-old gang warfare, and as the guys get out of prison, they're tracking down their foes, and he said it's going to be a long winter. Mm-hmm. Jeez,
2: that is so disheartening, because mm-hmm. he absolutely 100% predicted the gang activity mm-hmm. in Minneapolis over the last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's frightening.
3: Meanwhile, several University of St. Thomas students told St. Paul police they had to fight off a burglar who stabbed one of the students before running away on Lincoln Avenue just a block from the UST campus last week. Noah Stoll told our TV affiliate, 5 Eyewitness News, he heard what he thought was someone rummaging through the basement around midnight. He then met the would-be burglar at the top of the basement steps. Stoll said, he en- we engaged and I pinned him against the wall, then he flipped it and pinned me against the wall. Then he threw a coffee mug at me and at the same point stabbed me with a uh, kitchen knife in my arm. Stoll said the burglar took off running out the back door, headed toward the front of the house to try and get away before anyone in the home had time to dial 911. Robbie Jandik said his instincts told him to rush to help stole, but he did not even take any time to grab any cold weather clothes, so he was out chasing the thief with a knife in his boxer shorts. There you go. He said, I chased him around the back of the house toward the front and then lost him in the darkness. St. Paul police say they are investigating, have not made any arrests in that case. From the Star Tribune, Nice Ride, Minnesota is getting rid of its dockless blue bikes, After just one season, we'll replace them with pedal-assist electric bikes. Lyft, which owns the popular bike-sharing program that turns 10 next year, says it plans to deploy about 2,000 e-bicycles that give riders a motorized boost as they pedal. It won't bring back the blue bikes that allowed users to park at hubs throughout Minneapolis rather than having to dock them at stations like riders of the shiny green bikes do. Not only will the new fleet of e bikes give riders extra power, they come with new technology that will give them a greater flexibility to end their trips where they want. E bike users will be able to use the Nice Ride app or key fob to unlock a bike, and when finished, dock them side by side with the green bikes <sighs> at any of the traditional Nice Ride stations. Users also will be able to end a trip by docking a bike at one of 200 to 250 proposed lightweight stations. That would largely be set up where dockless bike parking spots are currently designated with signs and stalls painted on sidewalks. The Lightweight stations will be smaller than the traditional stations that feature several bike docking stalls and checkout kiosks. Now a third option also, pending city approval, <laughs> riders will be able to use a cable attached to the e-bikes to lock them to any public bike rack in Minneapolis to end their trip. That convenience would come with an extra one dollar fee per trip. A lot of cost extra. Yeah. That would be used to offset the cost of retrieving the bikes and charging up. The batteries. Did you see the picture
0: on the front page of the Star Tribune today? People sleeping on the lay rail train. Yes, with I blankets did see that. over them. I mean, one looked quite comfortable. Just you know, taking up four or five seats, spread out. They're sleeping on the trains. Well, this is where Let's I live. It's go gonna get worse. Yeah. What do you mean? This is where I live. Oh, that's where they
3: live. Yeah. That's this is my house. Mm-hmm. 14-term New York Republican Representative Pete King will not be seeking re-election, he announced Monday in an early morning Facebook post. King joins a growing number of Republicans and a handful of Democrats who plan to leave after next year. Uh, King is 75 years old. He's served in Congress since 2001. He cited his family as the reason for returning to Long Island full-time. Long Island representative was a Republican in a more moderate mold than many of his colleagues. The first Republican to sign on to an automatic weapons ban, which ultimately failed earlier this year. King wrote, concluding his announcement, it's been a great run. Thanks. King's district is heavily Republican, easily voting for President Trump over Hillary Clinton in 2016. His departure is sure to trigger a competitive race for a replacement next year. Two of President Trump's senior advisors undermined and ignored him in what they claimed was an effort to save the country. That, according to former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, in her new memoir, Former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and former White House Chief of Staff John F. Kelly sought to recruit her to work around and subvert Trump, but she refused, she says in her book. The book is called With All Due Respect. It also describes Tillerson as exhausting and imperious and Kelly as suspicious of her access to Trump. Tillerson also told her that people would die if Trump was unchecked, according to Haley. Tillerson did not respond to a request for comment. Kelly declined to comment in detail, but said that if providing the president, quote, With the best and most open legal and ethical staffing advice from across the government so he could make an informed decision is working against Trump, then I'm guilty as charged. Weird story in Russia. A prominent St. Petersburg-based Napoleon expert has confessed to murdering his young lover and former student and dismembering her body in a grisly crime that sent shockwaves across Russia. 63-year-old Oleg Sokolov is a history lecturer who received... Francis Lejon de is that closer? de sure. from Jacques Chirac in 2003, he was arrested on suspicion of murder after he was hauled out of the icy Moika River with a backpack containing the woman's arms. His lawyer says he has admitted his guilt, adding he regretted what he had done and was cooperating. A court will decide whether to arrest the historian, who was being treated for hypothermia in a hospital. Sokolov was reportedly drunk and fell into the Moika, a tributary of the Neva, in a central St. Petersburg as he tried to dispose of body parts near the offices of investigators. After disposing of the corpse, he reportedly planned to commit suicide at the Peter and Paul Fortress, one of the former imperial capital's most famous landmarks, and he would commit suicide dressed as Napoleon. Sokolov teaches history at St. Petersburg State University, President Vladimir Putin's alma mater, He told investigators that he shot and killed his lover during an argument, then sawed off her head, arms, and legs. It suggested Sokolov may have been under stress or emotionally disturbed. Police discovered the decapitated body of 24-year-old Anastasia Yashchenko, with whom Sokolov had co-authored a number of works. A historian, the famous, he taught at the Sorbonne also, is the author of books on Napoleon. He acted on a consultant, as a consultant, excuse me, on several films and took part in historical reenactments of Napoleonic Wars, both he and his lover studied French history and liked to wear period costumes. With he...
4: Yes, and how did you arrive they're today? Both the,
3: uh, they're <laughs> both in the
0: no-go zone. Yeah. I have a random thought about Trump. Yeah. That's probably not a novel one. He he does... I have no doubt that when he's talking to some foreign leader, he says, well, you know, here's a little something for you. What about me? Mm-hmm. That's the way he's operated his whole life. Yeah. Sure, And... He doesn't understand. He he's never had a code by which he operated, I would imagine. He in a, you know, he's in a cutthroat real estate business in New York. So now he's talking to this guy in the Ukraine and and he says, "Look, uh, I got a little something for you, but what are you going to do for me?" Cuz that's what he's done. Right. He, and he's not capable of understanding why that's wrong. He doesn't think it's wrong. And when it's pointed out to him that it's wrong, then he doubles down and says, "No, it isn't." Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he's done
3: his whole life. His whole life. Mm-hmm. It's true. I don't think you'd ever want to point out to him he's done something wrong. Because you're right, he'd double. Because not. you would be fired. <laughs> Did you see speaking of the Let me finish this? Oh sure. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't know how I'm gonna
0: finish it, but I want to finish Here it. Here we okay. go. Uh that doesn't make it just because that he's done it that way his whole life, that doesn't make it right. But it provide doesn't it provide some insight into understanding how he operates? Yes. Sure. He's uh, he's 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 missing some mental acuities that would would enable him to understand that that's wrong to do that you can't uh, Prez, you, you you can't you can't do that that's not the way it works quid pro quos probably work all the time or probably
2: happening all the time but the diehard dedicated supporters right. also don't see it that way right. Okay, now I'm done, yeah, John. I, I wish think, you'd quit ripping Trump.
3: After, right. <laughs> by the way, before you uh, proceed, John, Batching, I think is the word they use. Legion
4: yes. d'honneur is the highest French order of merit for military and civil merits, established in 1802 by Napoleon, and uh, later wow. retained for
3: all. Uh, so French. So this guy difference. was a big shot, obviously. So he was that a big the, Napoleon. Yeah, idea. that kind of ties it in with.
2: But you said he. Whether they're going to arrest him? Why, why wouldn't they? It,
3: because they think he may be insane. Oh, so,
2: I think there's a fighting chance.
3: Yeah. You think yeah. so? Yeah. Uh, after the election last week, Joe, uh, remember uh, the president had gone to Kentucky the day before the election. Right. And then the governor lost. Right. And you had a prediction about what the president might say about that. Well, right? the,
0: I tried to help this loser and I had to drag him across the finish line. Did you
3: happen to see his tweet this morning? I have not. No. From, from the president, Donald Uh-oh. Trump. So with one rally by me at the end of the campaign, I lift the poll numbers of Kentucky Governor Matt Bevan by nineteen <laughs> points. Yep. He just misses every other Republican in the Commonwealth wins big, and the fake news blames me for a bad night. Okay. By the way, Mississippi won everything. So you you hit it Kinda right on the You hit it right on the nose. You on the nose. Dodge has is issued a recall for one hundred and seventy-three cars, all various types of challengers and chargers, because they put the incorrect front wheels on at the factory. Ooh. That could cause damage to the tires, according to National <laughs> Highway Traffic. That's a kind of a major mistake. Yeah, kind of. The One recal- job. The recall claims the setup could cause the front tires to make contact with the steering knuckle, which could rip a hole in the rubber and cause it to deflate, increasing your risk of a crash. Affected cars will have their front wheels replaced free of charge and, if necessary, have their front tires replaced as well. Alignment will also be performed if the repairing dealership determines it's needed. According to Allpar.com, the cars affected were manufactured between May 28th and September 25th. list of vehicles affected included 111 chargers, 62 challengers, all with a a specific high-gloss black wheel and brake package that should not have been an available option from the factory. Allpar.com reports the issue was first discovered by workers at Chrysler's Brampton, Ontario, excuse me, assembly plant, which saw the tire and steering knuckle on some cars were just a bit too close for comfort. That comes out
2: this week, by the way. What? The the Ford versus Ferrari.
0: Ford versus Ferrari.
3: 15th, yeah.
2: Say,
0: uh, put this on your calendar, RF Moeller Jeweler is going to kick off the holiday season with their Thanksgiving weekend celebration a celebration of giving. Uh, you can go to the Edina or St. Paul stores. Uh, Edina is 50th in France, St. Paul's Ford in Cleveland. November 29th through December 1st and get a $250 off your purchase Ooh. of anything $500 or more. Uh, these are great, great sales. They have great gift wrapping. This is This is a one-stop shop for guys, believe me to get yourself out of the hot, uh, Hell yeah. out of the doghouse. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's going to be a great, uh, great holiday sale at their Minneapolis store starting November 15th and running through December 31st. You'll save 30 to 40% on all jewelry, including diamonds and designer jewelry. They're even offering this deal on select watches, but only in the downtown Minneapolis store, which is in Gavaday Common. Mm-hmm. RF Moeller, I've known the guy for years. This is the straight stuff. This is wonderful, wonderful products. They're at uh, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, 50th in France in Edina, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmolar.com.
3: Anthony Bourdain, of course, big to the culinary world. We've had him on alive. the show. Yes. Good guy. Uh, his uh, estate, all the things, the cooking items, that sort of thing that he had, Uh, They put them up for auction to support the Anthony Bourdain Legacy Scholarship at the Culinary Institute of America. After three weeks of bidding, all 202 items have been sold at amounts significantly higher than their estimates, uh, taking in almost $2 million in total. The top two selling items, both sold for over six figures, were a custom steel and meteorite chef's knife, From legendary bladesmith Bob Kramer, made specifically for Bourdain, which sold for $231,250. And the chef's U.S. Navy jacket from the USS Nashville, featuring a Tony Bourdain patch that sold for $171,150. Meanwhile, anyone looking for an expensive keepsake was out of luck, even a group of eight lightly worn comic books. Estimated to sell for 40 to 60 bucks, went for over $1,000. They tied for the least expensive lot alongside Inora Melgildo Zegna Blazer, billed as containing stains. Overall, Lark Mason Associates, mm. which presented the auction, described the collection as food a Food rain- stains? Food stains, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. They apparently ate in the jacket. I bet. As a Did rate. we
0: ever find out why he killed himself? Was that, a, was that ever established? No, it, it was, was not. Uh, okay. There's uh, various
3: theories. What did his flower thing. sifter go for? Is that is that listed is there? flower sifter. Sift Maybe them. that didn't make mm-hmm. it. Let's, let's see. Com- we have a, we have a French silvered bronze Beeman dumb or Michelin mm-hmm. Man sculpture that went for sixty one grand. Uh, People our,
4: buy anything, won't they? I know they it was for a really good cause, will.
3: but uh, proof of rats <laughs> in the kitchen from Ralph Steadman. Ralph's the guy that used to do all this stuff for a uh, Hunter S- S- Thompson's S- books. Yeah, yeah, and Roland Stone. Stone. Yeah. Uh, inscribed to Anthony Bourdain for fifty two grand. That went. A chrome duck press from a show of his went for thirty-five grand, And uh, a watercolor from artist Brad Phillips that says, Eat, pray, and get the bleep out went, <laughs> went for $23,125. That
2: stove he had, was it gas or electric?
3: Yeah, we don't know. I'm not sure what he had. 50-50 yeah, f- chance. 50-50 <laughs> chance. Anthony was fun to watch cook on the show. He yeah. rarely did it, but when he right. did, he was fun because he was just a machine. Just
4: I boom, boom. I must say uh, I did like watching him smoke and when he would have a cocktail. Yeah. Oh, that's he just had awful. that. He had that great voice, and to meet him and to realize that's what he was really like—that yeah. wasn't yeah. an act—made yeah. uh, it even. Uh, I I just I thought the guy was. Great.
3: I I watch those shows when they pop up on my TV. All I've seen them all, but I still watch them. Again, I mean, he ate some
4: bad stuff too when he go over to India and they're well, like uh, cooking and poop or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
3: he ate some bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, intestines that yeah. weren't cleaned or anything. I'm right. right. not eating that. Right, Just not. raw. not eating that. You got a
4: subway around here? What's What's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
3: right, Johnny, thank you. you
4: bet.
0: We'll be back. <laughs> K-
1: removals, <gasps> <cows and farmers. laughs> yeah. Joe hmm.
0: You recall last week we took, the, uh, we took note of a 75-year-old bus passenger in Minneapolis who was attacked by youth when he got off the bus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a 23-year-old Minneapolis man was charged Friday with assaulting a 75-year-old Metro Transit bus rider who authorities say had told the suspect and his friends to keep their voices down on the bus. So the 75-year-old was trying to... Civility. Probably trying to introduce some decorum. Mm -hmm. According to the Hennepin County Attorney's Office, Leroy Davis-Miles was charged with first-degree assault. The attack was last Wednesday. The victim was in critical condition uh, as of Friday and may not survive the brain injury he suffered in the attack. County Attorney uh, Mike Freeman's office said, prosecutors say the victim and Davis-Miles and his companions all boarded a bus Wednesday afternoon. At one point, bus surveillance video showed the victim asking the noisy group to quiet down. The young man grew hostile and threatened to beat the man when he got off the bus. When the older man got off the bus at Chicago Lake, Davis Miles and his companions also exited. According to the surveillance video and witnesses, Davis Miles walked next to the man for a short distance before punching him once. The victim fell backward and hit his head on the pavement. Prosecutors say Davis Miles and one of his friends shook hands in a congratulatory manner and then rummaged through the man's pockets.
4: Oh, good call.
0: Police use facial recognition software to help identify Davis-Miles. He was arrested at his home last Thursday, and clothing uh, matching that scene in the video was seized. Davis-Miles is expected to make his first court
3: appearance tomorrow.
2: So if they used facial recognition software, that means that this one already had a previous record. Apparently. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that mean that?
3: He did I, have a... I saw in the original story he had had some domestic uh, issues he'd been arrested for. There's, there's just no
0: other explanation for that except the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Mm-hmm.
4: What will happen to him if he? Will, will, will it be murder?
0: Uh, it should. If he
4: dies, homicide. Yeah. I am mean, not be sure. Manslaughter. What, manslaughter, manslaughter. Okay, yeah. and then you get what? Seven years.
0: Uh, this guy's got
3: to go away for a long no. time. Yeah,
4: you sure? Well, this is another thing we have to push back on. And the only way they'll, if he knows he's going to get a slap on the hand, uh, he's going to continue to do it.
0: But he's, he's going to kill a guy. He killed this guy's not going to make it
4: and then high five and then robbed him
0: I, 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 I and there's no way to justify uh his behavior let's say the 75 year old w- uh, was adamant hey quiet the bleep down blah blah that still doesn't justify right, it. no right no. and for all we know that isn't what took place he might have just said hey fellas could you keep it down a little right now, what I would be tempted to do and then I would have been attacked getting off the bus. It's as <sighs> these
2: the pr- these the, mean streets are getting uh wilder and and the problem is this whole entire problem is cyclical mm-hmm. and there's no end in sight
0: no this by the age of twenty three you should have have developed a sense of <laughs> think, of of integrity, and you don't
4: okay, think about this think about how long garage logic's been on the air. we've been following this movement in the schools of uh, touchy-feely, everything is uh, vanilla, and we're all the same, and we all love each other. Mm-hmm. So this guy was obviously a product of that upbringing, yep. and it, it, it did not affect him.
2: Nope. Nope. So it's not working. But I don't even think the schools had any effect on him, Rook. I think this, this is a problem that started at well, home. Yes,
4: I, w- I would agree. First and foremost, yeah. every time, it's, it's a home problem. and then
0: His name is Leroy Devontae Davis-Miles.
2: A lot of names
0: what a cowardly guy. What a
2: careful. I just said guy. But but that happened on a Wednesday afternoon. Why why is he working?
0: And it's amazing uh, how many jobs are going begging. Yep. Anybody who wants to work right now can. Anybody who wants to work can make a life for themselves right now. There's just, and it's not minimum wage stuff. Now, granted, you're not going to, you know, become a millionaire at 15 bucks an hour, but you're, you're going to make something of yourself. Yep. You're going to get off the streets, and you're going to get a start. You'll start to enjoy the miracle of
2: compound interest. And it's a, it's a shame, because I know a, a lot of kids that, that had almost that same upbringing that are trying to work. Sure. They are trying to get out of it. And they all just get lumped into the same category, which is completely unfair. Mm-hmm.
4: Do we know any of the, uh, of the 75-year-old's history? No, nothing. We don't know anything. Okay. I just wondered, was he a, a veteran? Was he, you know, a retired worker? And I don't know. I'd love to know the backstory on that. It doesn't do any good now, but.
0: <clears throat> you would think he had to know that punch was coming. Just instinctively? They threatened him. They threatened him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets off the bus, they get off the bus. He had to know something was afoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder...
4: But well, what can he do at seventy-five? He probably wasn't that. What was the intersection, Joe? You said Lake Chicago and, what?
0: and Lake Chicago and Lake. You know, in hindsight, he should have remained on the bus and gotten
2: out where there were a lot of people around. Well, that's why I'm wondering because that that seems like a pretty busy intersection. Uh, well, it it does say, uh, especially at that time of the day.
0: It's the Chicago Lake Transit Center. You would think that would be crowded, yes. right? Maybe that didn't uh, affect Leroy Devonte Davis Dash Miles' decision to be a tough guy.
4: Previous convictions for drugs, domestic assault, terroristic threats, and theft. He remains in the Hennepin County Jail. So well, more serious charges are pending. Should the victim die? It doesn't sound like he's going to make it. No, that's it for sure. It really does not. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Uh, uh. Okay, but that's. So now this story is here and will go away. And unfortunately, if this 75-year-old dies, it'll, it'll be extended a little bit longer. But then we don't find out about uh, Leroy Davis Miles. We don't find out what his 23-year-old upbringing was. Where did well, he go you to could, school? you
0: could make that an assignment for yourself to find that out. Call Mike Freeman's office, see if you can get more dope. I'll see what I can do. Well, let's see you make a note to yourself that, that doesn't say Top Hat. I got it, I got it right up <laughs> yeah. here. All right. Uh, We're going to come back and visit the failed academy.
4: Gophers pulled off a mighty big win, and uh, locally, I gotta tell you, Jack's Cafe has been a proud sponsor of Minnesota Golden Gopher football for decades and decades and decades. And you can see evidence of that when you stop by Jack's Cafe for a bite to eat. And whether it's date night or whether you've got your christmas or work party maybe it's a family event maybe it's a wedding they can accommodate 25 to 300 people all sorts of different rooms that will cater to your every need i'll give you the phone number you can take a peek online at jackscafe.com J-A-X-C-A-F-E dot com. Three generations of the restaurant business. People that enjoy entertaining. Fine food, a great atmosphere, and again, they're supporting the Gophers as well. So when you head with your gal or guy, ask about their GL Rookie Date Night VIP menu. They will bring it out to you because it's not on the regular menu. For less than $100, you get... A wonderful four-course meal, including a bottle of wine and some great dessert. So make your reservations early. 612-789-7297. They're at 1928 University Avenue Northeast, just at University and 19th. And they're online at jackscafe.com, J-A-X-C-A-F-E
0: dot com. An instructor at the uh, University of California, Berkeley, argued that rural Americans are bad people who have made bad life decisions. Oh, what? UC Berkeley instructor Jackson Kearnian said that rural Americans are bad people in a tweet last week. Kearnian, a graduate student studying philosophy, has taught 10 courses at UC Berkeley over the past few years. The tweet, which was highlighted this week by Campus Reform, was deleted after it sparked criticism from other Twitter users. I unironically embrace the bashing of rural Americans. They, as a group, are bad people who have made bad life decisions. Some, I assume, are good people. Kernian wrote in the deleted tweet, but this nostalgia for some imagined pastoral way of life is stupid and should shame people who aren't pro-city. Wow. It should be uncomfortable to live in rural America. It should be uncomfortable to not move, Kernian wrote. Kernian's tweet inspired significant criticism from other Twitter users. Thank you for raising awareness of the phenomenon that you can get a PhD in philosophy from a great school like Berkeley and still be a mediocre thinker, one user wrote. Not surprising to be a word I can't say, but notable to not be that smart. Thank you for raising awareness. You're amazing. Uh, in response to the backlash, and deleted the tweet and issued an apology. Pretty sure I did a bad tweet there. Going to delete it, Kearneyan wrote later. I want to reflect on it more later, but my tone is way crasser and meaner than I like to think I am. Uh, stay tuned to Breitbart News for more campus updates. What, a, what an idiot. What? Mm, right. <laughs> you got, he wants to shame people who aren't pro-city. Well, you could you could have a field day parsing this and busting it down, but where does he think his food comes from? Exactly. What, what a moron. Yep. But this is this is the, the failed academy. This well, is this is this is a perfect example of of
2: of acti- activism over over inquiry. But in and in and that he he speaks the way so many people in this country think right now, which is such a shame. You could you could use that saying.
0: This This is is why why Trump will get elected.
4: Because that guy thinks
2: food comes from the restaurant. What could he possibly possibly be thinking? Speaking of that, somebody sent in a newspaper clip, and I'm just going off the top of my head, but it was so great. It said, talking about deer hunting uh, opening weekend. Yeah. Why do you need to go out and kill harmless animals when you can just go to the store (laughs) and buy the meat there instead? What? What? That's what it says. Uh, there's, uh,
0: there's, just a real failure. It's also uh, you could also file this buffoon at Berkeley under uh, a man losing a relationship with nature. Mm-hmm. That all he sees is city. Right. The salon dwellers love your sustainable urban course. And the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to find these morons who who scoff at rural America. I just want my plant-based. What's, meat. The, what's the famous uh, Obama quote that he outlived? Uh, they've got their guns and their religion, or remember that? Uh, uh, it, it seemingly being dismissive of rural people, uh, something about oh they they've got their guns and their religion or what have you, and uh, I guess that came back to bite him with the election of Trump. Huh? Sure. Uh, although uh, Trump wasn't running against Barry, but uh, there is a disdain uh, for. Uh, For rural America, uh, among many of the uh, mysterians in tall building cities.
2: How ugly is the next 12 months going to get politically? Pretty ugly. Because I was having a
3: conversation with someone over the weekend. I think we're just seeing the very tip of the iceberg here. Mm -hmm. The quote was, they get bitter. They cling to guns or religion or antipathy to people who aren't like them or anti-immigrant sentiment or anti-trade sentiment as a way to explain their frustrations. All right. Oof. That was probably back in the... That was when he was actually running for the presidency. Yeah, the first uh, time. Yeah, was seized uh, by his rival, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. who uh, spoke out against them. It could get so ugly that she might run. <laughs> that is, really that is ugly.
1: ugly. <laughs> I'm, not,
0: I'm not coming on, on her looks. I'm no, su- no. I'm suggesting that it could get so ugly that, that she's going to be back with this firm belief that she needs to be vindicated. That's just, oh, gives me the chills. <laughs> the whole thing is just going to be a, a, a mess. It's What's something
3: that you always carry with you? Hot just- sauce.
0: <laughs> I don't believe I this don't. for <laughs> one yeah. second. Yeah.
4: Really? Yeah. Are you getting information
3: right now? Hot sauce. Hot sauce in
4: my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> listen to her cat. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> it's <not> working.
4: <laughs> are you okay. not? No oh. seriously, hot sauce so- I've been I've been eating a lot of hot sauce, a lot of uh, oh God. raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're you are coughing you might need to slow down I a need, hot <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rebellion wow. against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you.
0: Do you think she knew that question was coming? <sighs> yes.
4: Somehow she make sure you have hot sauce with you. Somebody said to We're her you're
0: going on a black
2: uh, radio show. The
0: yep. Holster black. Carrie somebody got to her and well, said,
2: "She's been coached in every single aspect of her life leading up to that moment. Of course, she knew it was coming,
4: but she can't. She couldn't. Here's why it wasn't natural. This is why I believe this. Her response: What did she say three times? Hot sauce. Hot sauce. And then just sat there and, and her cat. Her it wasn't. Oh, I put hot sauce and everything. I just put it on my uh, you know uh, flapjacks today or you know whatever my." Anything she's eating. That's why you would have followed it up, because it would have been natural. No, you would have said, okay, show
2: me. I want to see it. She it probably bag.
0: she probably had
2: it. In her bag? Yeah, she probably had it. No, not that. I, I don't want to see it, that, I Hillary. No not idea. the flapjacks. No idea. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know at the airport now we got a therapy cat? Yes. What? Stitches. I saw Stitches. Your... Stitches the therapy cat. Comfort cat. <laughs> so you go, go through security for 50 minutes, you're ready to strangle somebody, you can just go talk to Stitches. It's an 11-year-old cat, and you pet the cat, and I guess all your troubles seem so
2: far away. Does your uh, uh, friend at the airport have an encounter with Stitches? Uh, my friend at the airport has not had
4: an encounter with uh, the cat, but I will say the amount of service animals that people bring to the airport that he sees are... it's. What it, are
0: He sees.
4: When he's seeing all these animals that are um, oh. escort, um, comfort oh. animals. I it's... thought he
0: C stood for human companion.
3: No. You no. were talking about somebody's eyesight.
4: Yeah, not not my friend at the airport yeah. seeing these. Not, uh,
3: not me, of course. Stitches. Well, we've <laughs> talked about my uh, you know my little claustrophobia problem and probably not being able to fly for a while. Yeah. So Stitches could help me? I guess. She's a member
0: of the local chapter of the North Star Therapy Animals and has been a therapy cat for three years, registered through Pet Partners. <laughs> She's, uh, she visits nursing homes, and she welcomes students to Christopher's Harp and Piano Home Studio. <laughs> uh, that's the owner, Nikki Christopher. So she's, uh, she joins 96 animal ambassador teams at the airport, all of which are dogs.
1: Whoa. Whoa.
0: I had no idea. I've never seen a, a therapy dog at the airport. The program was started in 2015 as part of Traveler's Assistance administered by the airport Foundation, a non-profit organization dedicating to enhancing the experience of frazzled travelers. Well, I can tell you how to enhance the experience of frazzled travels, How's travelers. How's that? Figure out how to make the security lines go faster. Boom. That's all you need. I don't need a cat. I don't need your cat.
2: I need a faster security line. So the Stitches live there? Stitch, got no, apartment? I
0: think Stitches only like a once a week, uh, ah, line, gotcha. once a week performer. They hauled. it. Cat out there.
2: Good pay, I'm, I'm yeah, imagining for <laughs> I'm
0: thinking that's in the main terminal, not the, not the, not the main. Not I believe,
4: I believe it is the main. Yeah.
0: You want to come back with Johnny? I do. I, I do.
4: It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine.
0: Joe Sushare. Kind of felt that way during the snowfall yesterday. Let's face it, uh, the winter recreation season is upon us and at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. You can take uh, demo rides on that full line of Yamaha snowmobiles uh, the new Yamaha ATVs and side-by-sides, uh, sure, you can still pack in the electric bike, too, and get it ready for next spring. Well, because snow ready. everything's on sale uh, at the end-of-the-year sale at uh, EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. And remember their great service arrangement. When you buy a uh, product from EcoFun, they'll send a truck to you when it needs service. They'll take it back to Forest Lake right there on Highway 61, and then they'll uh, service it and bring it back to you. It's a fantastic deal. Uh, and the uh, wild side, old school motorcycle-looking electric bikes are marked down. The Yamaha e-bikes are marked down, and Bintelli e-bikes are on sale, starting at 79, 7.99, and up. We're looking at Twitter pictures right now of people who have uh, picked up their new vehicles, their new electric assist bikes from EcoFun Motorsports. It's a year-end sale on all electric bikes, and don't forget that full line of Yamaha snow season products EcoFun motorsports in downtown forest lake on highway 61. What look at I that missing? brand new bike huh yep. yep that's a beauty that is the uh, ready to roll here's johnny height thank you joe
3: you got the wrong page here hang on i'm getting there welcome jenny from the star tribune they arrive with a crucifix a book of prayers holy water and a conviction that the holy spirit is at their side infrequently summoned for decades Catholic exorcists say they are now being beckoned across Minnesota and the nation as more pleas from the faithful to cast out the devil are on the rise. Bishop Andrew Cousins of the Archdiocese of St. Paul and Minneapolis says sometimes they hear voices in their heads, they have reactions they don't understand, fits of rage, sometimes it's a depression they just can't shake and psychologists can't help them with. Exorcism, often considered a relic of the Dark Ages, is making a 21st century comeback. Catholic dioceses, including in St. Cloud and Winona, Rochester, say they now are sending their exorcists to a new U.S. institute that trains spiritual warriors. No official data is available, but Catholic leaders say there are more Catholic exorcists in the U.S. today than at any time in recent memory. The Rev. Vincent Lampert, exorcist of the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and one of a handful of American exorcists public about their work said, When I was first appointed as exorcist in 2005, I knew of only a dozen in the U.S. Today, there are at least 175 and more each year. That's not to mention the countless faith leaders for charismatic and Pentecostal communities who believe in casting out demons. Psychologists, though, are warning that even well-intentioned treatment of traumatized people can aggravate the situation. They urge individuals to focus on evidence-based interventions. I don't get it. Why would there be more... Uh, why would there be more of this today than
0: 100 years ago, 50 maybe, years ago? Maybe uh, Samer theory.
4: Maybe people are just... Well, then believer. it's not the
0: devil. They're just nuts. True. I, I, I don't I don't know where I stand on exorcisms. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, anticipate an email from Bill Stein. Okay. who could help okay. me understand
4: okay. this. Yeah. Got it.
0: The
3: Keystone Pipeline, which has been restarted... Uh, I don't have I'm any sorry. doubts that evil is present among us. Yes. I have no doubt about that. How can you be? Or how can you have doubt? The Keystone Pipeline has been restarted nearly two weeks after it leaked an estimated 383,000 gallons of oil in North Dakota. TC Energy said the pipeline returned to service Sunday after approval of a repair and restart plan by the U.S. Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration. The agency ordered the company last week to keep the pipeline shut down until corrective action was taken, including sending an affected portion of the pipe to an independent lab for testing. State regulators say the leak that was reported on October 29th affected about 22,500 square feet of land near Edinburgh in North Dakota. The cause of the leak still has not been disclosed. The company says about 285,600 gallons of crude oil has been recovered. Rock and roll famous for brothers and bands not liking each other. The Kinks, the Everly Brothers, Oasis. Well, one band with this issue is coming back together for tour, and it'll be stopping here in the Twin Cities. Who's this, John? Black Crows have confirmed their first outing in seven years, starting June 17th. That includes an August 13th date at Excel Energy Center. These are the Robinson Brothers? Yes. Mm -hmm. That one album they did was really good. Their first album was wonderful. The next three were pretty good, too, actually, but not as good as that first one. Uh, Prices will start. uh, Tickets go on sale. It's a Thursday night gig. They go on sale Uh, Oh, they went on sale. They're already on sale. Pardon me. Monday morning. (laughs) Where are they playing? Excel Energy Center. Uh, On August 13th. That's a little far out there. It it is. Singer Chris Robinson and his long-feuding guitarist brother Rich will mark the 30th anniversary of their debut Crows album, Shake Your Money Maker, by playing the album in full at all the shows. That is the record that made the Atlanta Rockers instant stars with their Stonesy remake of Otis Redding's "Hard to Handle." That was really good, and the other hit singles "Jealous Again" and "She Talks to Angels." Three, three really good songs. I'll say. It. In an interview with Rolling Stone ahead of the tour announcement, the siblings insisted the tour was about making amends and celebrating the band, and not just a money maker.
0: No, get they want it? the money. Money maker. Yeah, get it. Shake your money
3: you maker. Shake your body money maker. maker. Rich told Rolling Stone, "We love this music. We're musicians, we're brothers. We love each other. We love this opportunity changing the context with Chris and I and all new people is a much healthier place." What's the song I'm thinking us? of?
2: With the great intro, Cradle, something Cradle. Hard to handle. No, there's <laughs> That, <laughs> <is it>? <laughs> 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 that one? No, I know that song. There's another one that I really enjoyed. I thought it was something Cradle. Hey, I have a question for you uh, about the that... Eagles. <clears throat> Speaking of XL Energy. Sure. Are they uh, hard up for ticket sales here? I saw nothing but ads for those shows all weekend. Yeah, I don't
3: know. I have no idea. When okay. we looked, last week when I looked, it looked like all of the front was sold out, but there was still a lot on the sides and stuff. Okay. When we looked at them.
2: I, I'm not kidding. During football yesterday, I saw an ad every other commercial break. On TV? Yeah. Which oh. leads me to believe they're not selling
3: as well as they had hoped. Yeah. Well, when, did, when are those? Those are still far out, too, aren't they? That's thing. in April, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. So It's a away. A plane slid off the runway Monday morning at Chicago O'Hare International Airport amid hazardous weather conditions. No passengers were injured, uh, injured. American Airlines spokeswoman Sarah Jantz told USA Today after landing, American Eagle Flight 4125, operated by Envoy Air, slid off the runway due to the icy conditions at O'Hare. All 38 passengers and three crew members deplaned from the aircraft were safely back at the terminal, according to her statement. Twitter users circulated footage of the incident, which shows the plane skidding into the median at its right wing tip, scraping the snow-covered ground. Once it comes to a stop on one of the Twitter posts, a woman can be heard saying, I think we've landed. Mm -hmm. Passengers were removed from the plane, which came from Greensboro, North Carolina, transported via bus to an airport gate, according to Karen Pride, the director of media relations for the Chicago Department of Aviation. If President Trump faces an impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate, it would mark the third time in U.S. a history Supreme Court Chief Justice would have to preside over the affair, but the first time for one who has openly clashed with a president whose fate hangs in the balance. You may remember President Trump called Chief Justice John Roberts an absolute disaster and a nightmare for conservatives. Roberts, who is constitutionally bound to oversee impeachment trial proceedings, has publicly chided the president for criticizing federal judges he said last year in a statement, we do not have Obama judges or Trump judges, Bush judges, or Clinton judges. The chief justice has said nothing publicly about the impeachment inquiry or any preparations for a possible trial. A court spokes, a spokeswoman has declined to comment on the record. But Roberts, now in his 15th term on the bench, is almost certainly watching developments on Capitol Hill with a wary eye. Jeffrey Rosen is a constitutional scholar and CEO of the National Constitution Center who has interviewed Roberts. He says... He well understands at this extraordinarily polarized time with the eyes of the whole country on him, it's urgently important that he be perceived by both sides as being neutral and fair, and I'm sure that's what he would do. Todd Frazier, baseball player, New York Mets this past year. Everybody know him? I was listening to the Black Crows, sorry. <laughs>
0: I'm aware of him.
3: All right. Well, not even Todd Frazier and friends have been saved from an aggressive wild turkey population reportedly plaguing an adult community in New Jersey. Residents of an Ocean County 55 and up community are being attacked by the gaggle of up to 60 wild turkeys, according to reports this week. Frazier lives in Toms River, New Jersey, tweeted Sunday morning a picture of his black Jeep surrounded by the turkeys just a day after he tweeted complaining about all the recent foul play in town. I'm sorry about that.
4: F-O-W-L, okay, got it.
3: Frazier tweeted... They are a big problem here. They have come close to harming my family and friends, ruined my cars, trashed my yards, and much more. The tweet was retweeted more than 100 times and favorited more than 1,000 times as of Monday morning. Residents in a nearby community told News 12 in New Jersey that the wild turkeys are flocking in front of cars and doorways, damaging property, and even biting and attacking people who try to shoo them away. Others are chiming in on social media about the nuisance the angry birds have caused. Frazier, in another tweet, appealed to Governor Phil Murphy for help with the town's turkey population. According to the report, animal control is unable to do anything about the turkeys because they can't trap wildlife
0: by law. I wonder what's keeping the St. Paul population of turkeys at bay. I wonder if it's coyotes. Mm, I would imagine so. Because we've got a lot of turkeys, but they haven't reached the problem that this fellow is describing. No. we got a lot of them, though. Right. You got them? You can get a turkey. You can get a turkey.
3: See them on the north side on occasion. Well,
0: they're everywhere. Yeah. But they're not overwhelming, as this no, fellow is pointing no, out. not at all. But they're not the good kind to eat, right? I'm unaware of that. I, I don't think know.
3: They're to have tough meat, I think, right? Wild turkeys. Well, city, yeah, city do, uh, turkeys do. Yeah. A little tougher. Uh, comedian Rip Taylor's cause of death has now been revealed. A rep for Taylor says he died of congestive heart failure. He was 84. The rep adds his ashes will be spread off the coast of Hawaii in January 2020, and they plan a memorial service at the El Portal Theater on the Debbie Reynolds main stage. And Taylor was known as the King of Confetti, famous for showering his audience with confetti to punctuate punchlines. Got a start in stand-up by making several appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show. He also played himself in Wayne's World 2, The Dukes of Hazzard, and all three jackass movies. In 1992, Taylor received a star on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. He's survived by longtime partner Robert Fortney. Why do I not remember him in Wayne's World 2 at all? Yeah, I don't either. But bit uh, part, uh, yeah, it's know. probably just playing himself. So. Got it. Cutting the speed of ships would have huge benefits for humans, nature, and climate, according to a new report. A twenty percent reduction would cut greenhouse gases and also curb pollutants that damage human health, like black carbon and nitrogen oxides. Oh, uh, we don't. Know. <laughs> that speed limit would cut underwater noise. By 66%. Is that a big problem? Underwater noise? I don't think for so. Ant- for the fish and stuff? No. I've never heard them complain. They say it would also reduce the chances of whale collisions by 78%. Whale colli- collisions on whose watch? UN negotiators will meet in London this Why can't this I week. find this thing?
0: What are you looking for, Joe? Here's today's environmental statistic.
3: Oh. Where in the hell is it? I, I don't know. Well, it's too late now. UN negotiators, United Nations, that is will meet in London this week to consider proposals to curb maritime speeds. Ships of all sorts... No, nope, can't play, play that. that. Nope, yeah. you. Uh, ships of all sizes and sorts transport about 80% of the world's goods by volume. However, according to the UN, they're also responsible for a significant portion of global greenhouse emissions thanks to the burning of fuel. Shipping generates roughly 3%. Of the, to- of the global total of warming gases. That's the same quantity as emitted by the country of Germany. While shipping wasn't covered by the Paris Climate Agreement last year, the industry agreed to cut emissions by 50% by 2050 compared to 2008 Here's today's
4: <laughs> environmental
0: statistic.
3: You found it. That was within the time. Mm-hmm. I, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Amazon delivered another quarter of sales growth by about uh, growth above, excuse me, 20%, but a spike in shipping costs cut the firm's bottom line. Uh, shares dropped sharply in after-hours trading after the e-commerce giants said profits fell about 25% to only $2.1 billion in the three months that ended at the end of September. Sales rose 24% year-on-year to 70%. Billion.
2: One of the most hilarious things i was uh, watching over the weekend was was it a quote from bezos about how much he would have to pay in health care yep yeah. something yeah. about seven billion dollars yeah people saying well you make that in seven minutes or whatever the case might be and yet i thought okay you you people going after jeff bezos's wealth you all use amazon every day i guarantee it
1: mm-hmm. which
3: i found very funny apparently
2: i was the only one that
1: Apparently, yeah. That's, well, no, but
0: wealthy people are starting to wake up to yeah. the
3: fact that they're under attack. I have one right here, actually. Gates is complaining about Sam, uh, Warren. As is. I just found this this morning. I'm glad Chris brought that up. I just dialed it You're up You're welcome, here. John. Mark Cuban. Yeah. Suggesting in a series of weekend tweets, the proposed wealth tax from Senator Elizabeth Warren diverts attention from reality and is designed to hide her own wealth from the public. Warren's wealth tax, exemplified by the two cents chants, that dominate chant, that is chant that dominates her rallies calls for a two percent tax on every dollar a household has above 50 million dollars which would increase to a six percent tax for households with a net worth of more than one billion dollars that money would be used to pay for a variety of her policy proposals including her medicare for all plan it's not realistic yeah a Cuban, who owns the Dallas Mavericks of the NBA, highlighted Warren's income and net worth, which at $12 million puts her squarely among the top 1% in America. A Cuban declared Warren the smartest of the 2020 candidates. He also suggested, though, that Warren is intellectually misleading the public on prospects of funding her Medicare for All policy, which he says would cost $20.5 trillion over 10 years. Some policy experts, though, say it's at least $32 trillion over the same time it's frame. just money.
0: John, we all owe you a, a debt of gratitude because you made the Grunhofer run Saturday. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I have a meatloaf I'm waiting to take home. I can't wait. I'm going to cook mine tonight. Yeah, And uh, we tried some stuff that Spencer sent back with you. Uh, Deer, uh, what else mm-hmm. is called? Venison. Venison
3: sausage sticks. Yeah. Venison
0: sh- shashish sticks. Yeah, sure. Also Much.
3: some uh, summer sausage mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. cheese and jalapenos. Mm-hmm. That was incredible.
0: You open that fridge and it smells like heaven, doesn't it? It smells like uh, Grunhoffer's old-fashioned meats right. at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61.
3: And you encountered GLers. Uh, three different GLers who immediately were up there uh, saying hi to me and, and shopping and getting and stuff. Spencer and, was on hand. Spencer was on hand. I chatted with him. Uh, I actually, I had a Grundhoffer's weekend, basically. Yeah. I bought some of the sweet and heat jerky. Yeah. Two pounds of it. Froze oh, a pound. Kept a pound. Oh. I've, already, I've already eaten most that's of the great. pound. Yeah. yeah. Then I had bacon for breakfast. Actually, the thick sliced yeah. bacon oh, yeah. that cut yeah, it to order. Yeah. And last night, my wife and I cooked up a meatloaf, which was. Did you like the meatloaf? Oh, the I meatloaf, can't wait. Yes, it was delicious. So yeah, a very heart
2: healthy weekend for Mister. It John wasn't. Uh, I'm gonna have <laughs> to eat a lot of salads <laughs> yeah, yeah, this week. <laughs> <yeah. on> the, <laughs> now you wash it down with a couple IPAs, you're fine.
0: <laughs> oh, you everybody knows it's the it's the meat capital of the world for GLers and everyone else that's discovering it. Grunhoffer's old fashioned meats. On Highway 61, just at the north end of Hugo, you can't miss it because that blinking red GL sign out front, which either means Garage Logic or Grundhofer Legions or <laughs> Get Lost. I don't mm-hmm. know what it means. <laughs> <Get lost. laughs>
2: All right, serious question because I'm not going to ask Joe. How did you prepare the meal? Do you, do you cook it? Because mine's yeah. still frozen. It says it oven said, ready.
3: It says oven ready. It says uh, 90 minutes, and that's if it's frozen. Okay. But I, I had thawed mine, so I did a little research. And can you cook frozen stuff in an oven? Oh, yeah. You can do it. So I ended up cooking it about 65 to 70 minutes I after thaw thaw it was thawed out. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, you've never made yourself uh, Stouffer's uh, no. uh, frozen no. meal? And no. No. The other. Yeah, I can't how say that a, I have. How about a frozen pizza? You never cooked a frozen pizza? Nah, let
0: meal. them thaw, I thought. Yep. I don't know. Okay. Yep. Got it. <laughs> well, All I'm right, just going to well, take uh, Spencer's uh, advice. Yeah, I would. Pewter I would. What, it probably says 350. Huh? 350? For 90 minutes. That's Big correct. bang, boom. Yep. And Meatloaf. It, yeah. It was moist and delicious. Mm. Spices were perfect mm, in it. Mm, oh,
3: mm. it was good.
4: Well, that's good that we're all trying new products in because I had you get some pastrami for me yes, and that's uh, that's
3: homemade pastrami up there at Dispensers. It was funny. I was talking to uh, Geller John. He, he kind of grabbed me on the way in the door and recognized me right away. We started chit-chatting. He was looking for uh, Rookie Burgers and I took out my list because you guys all sent yeah. me your orders right. and I had right on top Rookie Burgers. And I looked at him and I said, guess who these are for? And he went... Rookie? I said, yep, that's correct. Rookie's buying his own. I'm looking burgers.
4: forward to it. I haven't had one for a while.
3: <laughs> I don't have any more stories, so Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hoping you'd just uh, No, you know. we're 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 gonna wrap we're wrapping it up. Actually, okay. wait a minute. No, we gotta do
2: this one thing here quick. This yeah. one thing. Uh speaking of GLers. Yeah, we got a uh, sports talk to do after this too, don't we? Yeah. I am almost prepared. <laughs> I uh, I just
1: tweeted out our phone
4: number. So uh, people can call in to chat with Patrick about
2: his, um, his uh, current state of the Minnesota Gophers. Johnny, you were talking about GLers uh, frequenting Grunhoffers. I have to share an email that, he, that Kevin McDonald sent to Joe, Rookie, and myself. Hello, gentlemen. Please see the attached picture of my brand new Toro Snowmaster 724 QXE that I bought Friday night from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware ah. in Woodbury. Sorry the picture is dark. It's blurry. Daylight savings time. They were out of stock in the model I wanted. They put me on a list, called me Friday afternoon to let me know it was in. The price was very competitive. The staff was professional and knowledgeable. They even loaded it in the back of my truck. While they were uh, filling out the warranty, I had a chance to scope the place out. They do have a spot for Spencer's Cooler, he said. P.S. Let the newsman sing. Respectfully yours, <laughs> Kevin McDonald. You know what? Nice.
3: In my defense, I had somebody at Grundhofer's tell me I should keep singing. Yes, you should. You yes. Should. Look at this. Look at this snow thrower he got at frats.
4: That's a beast. That's a nice one. Yeah, that's a big one.
0: We're already
2: talking about snowblowers and that's the one in Woodbury I have <laughs> uh, frequented that one in
0: Woodbury. mine is in the garage position to go position to fire she ready to fire ready to fire mm-hmm. mine needs a little work yeah that yep. doesn't surprise yeah, it me
4: Shocking. it's not engine wise because the thing starts on the first pull every time yeah. it's just the the blades are kind of worn out a bit
0: and well, then they, you have to get replacement blades I could probably do that. Yeah, uh, no, I don't. Think I you just, you know,
4: just buy a new one. Do you know how many seasons <laughs> that's going on? You gave that to me when as a housewarming gift when I moved into Woodbury, and that was about 1998. Well, that speaks. Is
0: it a Honda? Yeah, speaks well to the to the brand. Yeah, yeah. that's a
4: it's 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 a first
0: pull. Uh, if if, it, if we were to do that again, which we won't. Yeah, let's do it uh, again. I would, I would go to uh, okay. Cratch and get you a Toro.
4: I'm kind of hinting that we need a new one, right? right? right. So that's well, good luck to you. There. There. Wait yeah. a minute, Why do you,
2: you need to replace the blades.
4: Yeah, the thing that goes, you know, the uh, <laughs> the paddles, blades, I guess, the, the paddles. paddles. Yeah, they're they're worn
1: out. I think that was what again? That's <laughs> pathetic. That was royce yes, pathetic. wasn't it?
4: Very rusty, yes.
0: Honest to God. Well, when I call them, I'll say,
4: "Do you have replacement parts for the,
0: <laughs> parts?
2: <laughs> the propeller?"
4: Yes. Yes, it is. All right, we invite you to uh go to garagelogic.com not only for this podcast, but we have a Monday Night Sports Talk podcast that will follow If you have not heard of that, we have uh, episode number five is uh, today for Monday Night Sports Talk. And uh, possibly we may entertain phone calls. So uh, check that out. It's at garagelogic.com. But also find out what's on Joe's bookshelf in Author's Corner and see the latest Greg Holcomb. He's due for a new one sometime soon here, isn't he? Maybe maybe it'll have something to do with Thanksgiving or the holidays. Yes. Uh, Thank you for confirmation from Joe. Proves he is listening. Uh, Garagelogic.com. This is the podcast version. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Tell us how we're doing. So Johnny, sing or not?
1: Hmm. No,
4: he's singing. It's not going to be a matter of voting.